Hello there, our names are Brett and Camden. You can call us Barkers. Welcome to Barker's Beats, just one of the many podcasts hosted by card carrying American citizens. And that's our transition to today's topic citizenship and power. What powers do citizens have, if any? Should citizens be engaged in their societies? All this and more on Into the Jury Zone. As always, links, in, links to any references will be in, in the description. So, Camden. What is one of the best ways to, ways for a citizen to be engaged in their society? Well, I think one of the best ways to be engaged in the society is helping out in the community and taking part hmm. in everything that goes on around the community and always making sure that you, I don't know how to word it, but you take part in all like voting responsibility and, perhaps. Yeah, basically responsibility. Yeah. So kind of volunteer work and political activism activism uh, activism, you would say. So would that be defined so would you define that as active citizenship then? Yes. So okay. Alright, so or is an active system perhaps a bit more than that? So we have responsibilities and duties as citizens, correct? Yes. So we have things such as duty to be on a jury, to responsibility to vote, to be informed. Uh, anything else you'd like to add to that? Um, not really. Just always making sure you take part in everything in your community. Yeah. And obeying the laws, of course, and paying the taxes because yeah, you don't want to get on the bad side of the IRS. Even the Joker's scared of the IRS. Uh, Basically, just being yeah. a good citizen. Yeah. I'm crazy enough to take on Batman, but the IRS, no, thank you. All right, so be a good citizen. But is there a difference between a good citizen and kind of a great citizen? Um, being. I mean, everybody has to pay their taxes and do everything a citizen would do. But yeah, I guess course. being a normal citizen and like a really good citizen above would go above and beyond your kind of normal duties. Perhaps yeah, a bit more political activism. Volunteer for stuff that you know, people would. That's a good do. one. Yeah. Okay. So. Now, we've been talking a lot about uh, what constitutes an active citizen, kind of, you know, above average citizen, but is there any reason why they should be an active citizen? Um, should definitely be an active citizen, especially nowadays, because uh, we just, like, after COVID and you know, all that stuff, yeah, we, we are... Society's kind of, a bit more vulnerable. Very vulnerable, yeah. And now there's a lot of you know bad people out there, so we need good citizens to help kind of heal our communities, basically. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good point. But let's say I'm kind of a nasty guy. I, I don't, I don't like helping people. Is, are there any perhaps selfish reasons? Perhaps you know you want to. Perhaps you don't like the noise. You have many noise complaints about your neighbors, and you think it's disturbing the peace. A selfish reason, kind of, because this and maybe to 
do something about that. Get, get past legislation saying that you can't have parties louder than such, such and such decibels. Or th there are many reasons to be an active citizen. There are altruistic ones, like you said, said Camden, where, uh, where you're volunteering for the betterment of society and yourself. That's certainly great. But there are also, you know, for those of you who aren't as uh, I don't, uh, altruistic, uh, there are there. It's important to note that there are also many selfish reasons to be the change you want to see, right? Instead of just complaining about it. So, uh, okay, so so what we covered? Covered what it means to be an active citizen? Yes. Uh, we've covered why you should be an active citizen. Uh, can we've covered some responsibilities and duties. Camden, do you have any questions for me? Um, what do you think it is to, you know, become a citizen? What become do you have to do citizen. to become a citizen? You have to do. Uh, well, in my well, in my case, I was born here. That's pretty much all I had to do. <laughs> uh, but perhaps yes, for an immigrant. Um, it's quite the long process, in fact. Let me see here. Let me pull up a resource we have. Do, 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 do. Rights and duties. Ways to become a citizen. By Forbes.com. Andy J. Semotuk. Semotuk? That Camden, any comment on how to pronounce that? Andy J. <laughs> S-E-M-O-T-I-U-K. Uh, we apologize, uh, Mr. Andy. <laughs> so, let's hear. So according to Andy, what ways for becoming a citizen include immigration, a five-year residency, or, let's hear. Uh, physical presence for half the re residency. Uh, good moral character, accepting the U.S. Constitution, to bear arms, civics test, and oath of allegiance. So that's very interesting. Um, so, Ken, any thoughts on any of these? Um, yeah, actually, I don't. I, don't, I mean, there's no point in you having to stay like in the U.S. for at least half of your residency hmm, really? to become a U.S. citizen. Like, especially if you're coming from somewhere and, like, maybe you need to go back there or something, that you are trying to become a U.S. citizen. Hmm. I just don't think that that should be, like, a thing to become a citizen. All right. I mean, uh, I'd count. Okay. I'm counter with saying that if you aren't living in the place of your residency, can you really be called a resident, right? <laughs> okay, that's very interesting. I mean, uh, like, let's just say I move some, or I go somewhere for a while, maybe like overseas for like school or something. Yes. Like, I'm, you're going to be gone for a while, but you're still technically you're a citizen. Okay. okay. So. What's the difference in that? And you've gone uh, away for a long time. Okay, that's interesting. That's yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah, that that. 
And so, because after you get your citizenship, you can go wherever for any amount of time and not really lose that citizenship. Okay. Exactly. So, I just don't get the whole, you hmm. have to be here for half the residency. Yeah, perhaps that's a fair point. Uh, something interesting to me is the uh, civics test, because we took something a bit somewhere in class the other day, I believe, uh, and the average, and, you know, uh, many of us were not able to pass it, despite all of us being, having lived all, if not most, of our lives here. Uh, so, yeah, so becoming a citizen is definitely an arduous process in its own right. Okay, so the process of becoming a citizen is long, arduous. It's not easy. Uh, like we said, a five-year residency is required. A civics test, which... Uh, Americans. In fact, let's see if we can't find statistics on that real quick. Two out of three Americans wouldn't pass your know, citizen citizenship test. Though it also states that people aged 65 and older were more likely to pass the test than those aged 45, 45 and younger. Which I think we can concur with the, that statement, can't we, Camden? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's very interesting. So, civics test that appears many Americans would not, American citizens would not be able to pass. And especially five year residency and. Yeah. And five years residency and, right, and with half of that having to live in the United States itself, uh, with likely limited access because you're not an American citizen. Uh, you you will have a green card, which is nice, but still, it must be a very strange, very long, stressful experience. So the question then becomes, is it worth it to become an American citizen? What kind of, or like just a citizen in general, it's worth to immigrate to a place. Uh, some positives and negatives of that. So. Some positives for Americans specifically. So, for, for example, for American, for becoming an American citizen, you become one. You are able to have access to one of the most powerful passports in the world, uh, allowing you travel across the entire globe uh, in over 150 countries. Um, you also get federal benefits that are only available to citizens, and things that aren't as crystal clear for an American citizen. Um, well, there's actually a lot of benefits. It comes with being a U.S. citizen, especially yeah. if you're coming from all the opportunities you're missing out on if you don't come to the U.S. Yeah. So becoming a U.S. citizen gives you a lot of choices or a lot of options as to where you want to go with your life. That's very true. There are also a lot of freedoms explicitly uh, and also kind of implicitly stated and protected under our under laws based as far back as founding principles such as the Constitution. So there are many positives to become a citizen, but what, but what are some negatives perhaps? Some negatives? The people will come, you know, they'll become a U.S. citizen and they might not agree with our government, especially right now with, mm, yeah. you know, government yeah. kind of corrupt. Basically, and it's some people a roller coaster for a while. <laughs> might come from 
a bad place with a bad government, but you come here and it's no different. So you have to put up with yeah. sometimes a really corrupt government. So it's definitely a negative. Also, there also there are especially yeah. if you come from like a different you know country, you might do things differently than people do in the United States. Culture shock. That's actually a very good point. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of. We are so we say this a lot that the immigration process itself is very stressful, but even after that, it doesn't really go away. I, I, I don't think. Uh, of course, I, I don't think I, either of us are immigrants or uh, have any family members who are. Well, actually, uh, and so that can also be very, especially for adults, it becomes very, as you, the older you get, it becomes very hard to learn a language and become fluent in it, even to just have an operational understanding of it. Uh, especially English, I've heard it's one of the harder languages to learn, and I think we can both agree that sometimes English can be very stupid. Yeah, so you've got to change change your routine of things and you yeah, change a lot yeah. when you come here and become a U.S. citizen. So it's definitely not easy. Uh, by, that is a negative no because you do have to change yourself. Yeah, but, you know, is it overall worth it, perhaps? Uh, of course, we're probably going to have a biased response to that. Um, but that's probably up for each person to decide on their own, whether... I mean, we didn't, you know, we didn't come from a different country, so yeah, we can't have, really say, yeah, exactly. is it worth it? Exactly. Um, yeah. But I mean, just looking at, you know, other countries and the way they do things, I feel like it would be worth it to come here. Perhaps, yeah. But it's complicated, to say the least. Um... So I believe that's all we have for this episode. That's all the time we've got. So thank you for listening. Um, remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe so we can turn this side project into a side hustle. And have a wonderful day. Camden, any closing thoughts? No closing thoughts. All right. I guess all we got for today. Thank you. All right. See you next time.